0: Lessons to you, my brothers and sisters, on this, the third episode in Time of Reflection with the Good Morning God podcast, as is tradition. I am your host, the Brazilian mountaineer and transition ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as we are reminded that the best part of waking up isn't coffee in your cup, but asking God what's up. And so, my hope is not just to provide some entertainment for you, but a moment of reflection and inspiration my dear joiner, whether you believe in God or not through stories, challenging ideas in the Bible, or anecdotes in entertainment or even from our day-to-day lives, so that in the end, we can help each other navigate the game of life. Alrighty then, so last week I shared about why this podcast is called Good Morning God and how each of the three words in the name have a message that can either inspire or challenge us to be more positive, intentional, and spiritually focused. Alright, today I want to explore the idea and power of story and the many ways in which we have a lot to gain and also much to offer. Through them. First, I would like to share a story with you that takes us back to the summer of 2000. I had graduated high school and was enjoying my final summer before going to college in the coming fall. My family and I had gone to see the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, an epic tale of the beginning of the American Revolution. And let me tell you, it just impacted my life. I got to the very end of the story when they were fighting, and it kind of gave you the general idea that through the sacrifice of Mel Gibson's character, his life... As a father, as a soldier, as a as a warrior. And of course, all the many men and women who had sacrificed their lives for our freedom, I got to the end of that story and was just so impacted. And I was, you know, feeling very somber afterwards, feeling very humbled that the reason I could say I was free, the reason I was in the position I was in, and life was in part because of what they had done. And, you know, I was waiting in the lobby for some family to, after they had gone to the bathroom and stuff. And my dad looked at me and was like, son, are you Okay. And all of a sudden, I broke down in tears, started to sob in the middle of the movie theater. Like, all around me, people were buying tickets, buying popcorn, talking. It was so busy, and yet all I could think about was how humbled I was and how sad I was at so many lives that had been lost. And I realized that day how powerful stories are. They connect us with our emotions, life experience. They teach us lessons. They speak into reality and help us get into the shoes of others that we would otherwise not be able to do. They happen in so many forms of entertainment, through movies, shows, video games, books. But the power of story doesn't just start and stop with entertainment in real life. We also love a good story. I mean, if we're honest, there are some friends that we love to hang out with because they tell good stories. Or from being with them, we have a good story to tell. You know, as a student maybe, Even I remember dozing off while listening to some of my professors as they went on and on about the class material. But the second they stopped and told a story, the second they tried to, you know, kind of connect us with what they were talking about through their personal lives or a story from history, I instantly connected. As a Christian, you know, going to church every week, sometimes preaching, but sometimes not. I am ashamed to say there are many times that I've fallen asleep or dozed off during a sermon Only to have my wife to nudge me awake. Yet I can also tell you on the other end that every time a pastor would give a funny or thoughtful thought-provoking illustration, I instantly would engage and be into what was being said. Stories really are the best way to pass down truth and convey emotion. And I'm not the only one to think this. I'm sure many of you have thought this. And even in a bigger picture, many years ago, there was a guy by the name of Jesus that uh, he loved stories and he loved to tell them. He actually shared a lot of his teachings, almost a third or 33% of his written teachings in the Bible are in the form of stories called parables. That means for every three times Jesus had something remotely educational, informative, wise to say, he delivered it in story form. And so instead of just saying, hey, love your neighbor, follow God's law, hey, you need to pray, he would he would start or end the conversation or teaching time with a story. And sometimes he wouldn't even explain what he was talking about. Sometimes he would just give the story, and that's the end. He would really make his listeners try to deduce or understand the truth buried within and that was just very powerful but he didn't just have that expectation for himself he didn't he didn't just teach in that way when you read the the gospels of matthew mark luke and john it's clear that he encouraged his followers to do the same both to listen and to learn through stories And so today we're going to go into Matthew chapter 11, uh, where we find Jesus traveling through an area. And I just want to read a very small portion of scripture where we kind of get the idea of how important stories are. So starting with verse 1, it says, After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. In this moment, we have some people who are not sure about who Jesus was. Some of these people knew Jesus really well, including John the Baptist, who was his cousin, and also a a religious figure during that time. And pretty much he was asking Jesus, are you the Messiah? Are you the Savior of the world? Are you everything you're proclaiming to be? And instead of Jesus just giving a simple answer like, yes, or firing back with a reflective question or challenging question, or saying something like, I am who you think I am, or only through faith can you know who I am. Instead of saying all of those different things that he could have said, he said, look around, pay attention to what I've done and how I've impacted the lives of others. Tell my story and tell your story as it's been impacted. I find this so fascinating because in our day and age, people are asking, who is God? What is God? Does God exist? And we're we're trying to answer these questions in like very religious ways. When what if Jesus is telling us to pay more attention to the story than the facts? And so I want to take a step back and through these very few verses, reflect on and answer the following questions. First of all, have you read or personally heard God's story? I don't mean someone talking to you about Jesus or watching the movie The Passion of the Christ or Jesus Christ Superstar. Have you actually read or listened to the entire story of Jesus Christ and considered the validity and the value of his life, death, and resurrection? If not, how can you really make a choice about Jesus, believing, disbelieving, or even understand who he is without knowing his story. And so let me suggest if you haven't taken the time, download the YouVersion Bible app and click your way to the book of Luke. And even if you're not a big reader, you can listen to it. It has audio capabilities and like you'd listen to a podcast and just consider Jesus's life and his teachings. In addition to that, if you've maybe already read Jesus's story, have you experienced God's story or given him a chance to impact your story? kind of as a follow-up, and I don't just mean through the Bible and trying to live a Christian life, but in other stories or in your own life. As I said earlier, I love movies. More specifically, I love Pixar stories and films. In fact, one of our hosts of the Good Morning Guys, Patrick, he likes to call me the Pixar apologist because I talk so much about their movies, and I'm always ready to defend their quality of film. I can't tell you how many times that I've observed embedded within those stories Christian ideas, principles, truths about my own existence and purpose. One of the earliest ones that got my attention was in the original Cars, when Lightning McQueen is racing and he's about to get the Piston Cup. And instead of crossing the finish line first, he sees that his mentor, his predecessor, the old blue race car that had gone before him, crashed and was not able to finish. And so instead of finishing himself, he went back and he pushed that that blue car past the finish line, finishing with him. And I truly connected with that story because it showed me that that's one of my purposes, to finish this race with others, to journey in life with others. That's not about just fulfilling my dream or doing what I want to do, being the best. It's about helping others be their best and to walk with others. And I got that through a kid's cartoon. And it's because of the quality of Pixar, but it's also because God used that story to speak into my life. And then finally, the last question I want to ask is, have you shared God's story? Maybe you've read and you know God's story. Maybe it's impacted your life, but have you shared it? You know, one of the most difficult things of being a Christian is sharing about Jesus and sharing about our testimonies, our stories of how we follow Jesus. Many of us don't have trouble giving up our Sundays every week for an hour in a church service or making an effort to follow the Ten Commandments or saying a prayer before we eat a meal. That is not what it's all about. Jesus asked us to go and make disciples and to love God and our neighbor, and a part of that is sharing His story sharing him with others, we we too are, are changed and impacted. It's one thing to say that what Jesus did 2,000 years ago for us, but that truth is kind of easy for people to ignore. They don't have to open the Bible, but they can't close the book of your life and how Jesus has changed you and helped you to be a better dad or mother, to help you be a better person, to go overcome adversity or deal with death and loss and difficulty in life. That can speak louder sometimes than the Bible itself? Have you taken the time to simply just share how Jesus has impacted your life? And so as you reflect on those three things, those three questions, I'd love for you to not just answer them for yourselves, but connect with me, connect with the Good Morning Guys crew and our joiners and community. So please follow and chat with us on Twitter at the GMG podcast or Discord. There is a link in our Twitter profile or the show notes. Or also you can connect with us on Facebook where you can like our page and such. We also do old school email the good morning guys at gmail.com. And finally if you prefer to use your voice, call us at 929 GMG Guys. That's 929-464-4897. Leave a message, ask a question, and let your voice be heard. Also feel free to check out my sister podcast that I co-host, Good Morning Guys, where every week Pat, Mark, Ronnie, and I talk about the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. It would be so great for you to join us. Alrighty then, my beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you seek to be a blessing to others. Até mais, e Deus abençoe.